Welcome to Style by Mary Michelle, a podcast designed to empower you through personal style. I'm your host, Mary Michelle Nidefer, a master style coach, founder of Style Finder Boutique, and creator of the Style Finder ID system. I'm here to help you know what to wear, how to wear it, and how to get dressed in seven minutes or less. Let's go. Welcome back, friends, to Style by Mary Michelle. I am thrilled to be talking with Kim Becker today. Kim is just, she's just incredible. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Kim. Kim Becker is a motivational and inspirational speaker and an award-winning author of two books about beauty, cancer, and the amazing scope of the human spirit. Kim is a dynamic communicator with an incredible story of faith, hope, and service to others. And she's also the co-founder of Hello Gorgeous of Hope Incorporated, which is a nonprofit organization that restores the beauty that cancer steals. Kim has been a business owner and national educator for more than 30 years. Through her many experiences in the for-profit and nonprofit business worlds, Kim has become a businesswoman, fundraiser, event planner, educator, public speaker, podcast host, and the face of Hello Gorgeous. Kim received the Mom's Choice Award for her first book, Hello Gorgeous, A Journey of Faith, Love, and Hope. Kim received the 2011 Spirit of Women Award, the American Cancer Society 2014 Coaches Versus Cancer Inspirational Award, Points of Light Award in 2015, and in 2019, Kim received the Shiro Award from Zeta Phi Beta Society. Wow, Kim, that is a mouthful and so incredible. Congratulations to you. Thank you. And thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, it was such a pleasure when I first uh, learned about you and learned about your story. I was intrigued. But after our first conversation, wow, I am just I am amazed at everything that you do and your journey. So tell me a little bit about how you got started on this journey. So um, my dream was to be a hairdresser, but then also to own a salon. That was always the big dream. And um, I remember uh, having a conversation with my uh, late husband and telling him that I wanted to own a salon. And he said, I have the perfect name for the salon. We should call it Hello Gorgeous. And I said, that's the stupidest name I've ever heard. We're not calling it Hello Gorgeous. And he said, no, no, it'd be really great because every time you answer the phone, you get to say, hello, gorgeous. And it'll make people smile on the other end. I said, it's stupid. We're not doing it. And so we opened the salon. We named it Chavu, which meant hair in French. Mm -hmm. Owned that salon for about 10 years. Mm -hmm. And um, the entire time I owned the salon, there was always just something that was missing. And I couldn't really put my finger on it. There was just something that was missing. Uh So I it was a salon and that we needed to evolve into something more than what it was mm-hmm. so every year after the first of the year we would remodel the salon we went from two air stations to four we had four tanning beds we'd take out a tanning bed add an aesthetics area put in a nail area all the all these things we ended up taking all of that out and we had seven air stations in a thousand square feet which wasn't very big but there was still something that was missing. So I said to Mike, you know, it, this isn't cutting it. I said, there's something else. I go, maybe we just need to be bigger. Maybe we need a bigger space. Mm-hmm. So we went from 1,000 square feet to 3,000 square feet. Yeah. We had 17 stylists, a massage therapist, a receptionist. Our salon was busy all the time and it was wonderful, but it still didn't fill that void that I was feeling. 
So I said to him, well, maybe it's me. Maybe I need to be working on me. Maybe it's something more that I need to be doing. So I started taking all these classes at Hair Color USA in Miami and, and Pivot Point in Chicago. And one of my big dreams was to study at Vidal Sassoon in London. And I did that. And it still just didn't fill that void. There was a trip we were, our son was three years old at the time, and we were um, on a car ride back from Indianapolis, which is about three hours south of where we live. And uh, we were having this conversation. You know, I know there's something more we should be doing. I know there's something more for us out there. And all of a sudden it fell on my heart. I said, I know what we need to do. We need to have a mobile day spa that caters to cancer patients. This beautiful, elegant palace on wheels that'll show up just a few feet from her home and make her feel like a queen for a day during a time where she didn't feel very special. Mm. Any of your listeners or any business owners at all, you know, everybody thinks that just because you own a business that you have this big wad of cash that you put in your pocket and you live this extravagant, luxurious lifestyle. And that can't be further from the truth. Every time we get a little bit of money ahead, you know, the furnace would go out or the water heater would go out. So struggle with those business owners. So I'm picking this new idea to him. And I looked at him and I said, and you know, what? we're going to do this for free. Mm. I watched all the color run out of his face. And he said, how are we going to do this? How are we going to make this happen? And I said, I don't know. I just know this is what we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So he wouldn't talk to me about it for uh, the rest of the car ride, but he was supportive. So he stopped at a bookstore and he went in and he bought me every book he could find. Free money for women, grant writing for, grant writing for dummies, grant writing for women, all of those things. Because he knew when I set my mind to something, you know, it was his job to figure out how to make it work. Uh-huh. We can, he got back in the car and we traveled up the road and our son woke up from his nap. We were getting ready to go into like a big McDonald's play area. And, uh, and I, Mike was ready to escape. He wanted to get out of the car because he didn't want to talk about this anymore. And <laughs> he gets out of the car. And as we're walking in now, 10 years has lapsed from the open the salon to this moment. And as he's out of the car, I grabbed a hold of his arm. And I said, you know what, Mike? This is supposed to be called Hello Gorgeous. Uh-huh. I said, and it was never meant to be called Hello Gorgeous. This is supposed to be called Hello Gorgeous because that's how these women deserve to be greeted. Mm. And he didn't want anything to do with it for a really long time. But it ended up, it has been our life's purpose to take care of these women battling cancer. Wow. I have chills. That's awesome. So let me reflect back to what you said. You know, when you said you were a hairdresser and you had done all these things and you kept expanding and had this incredible salon that offered women all these amazing services, but you felt there was something missing. What do you think that really was? I I really think that it was... um, maybe it was more of an opportunity to serve mm-hmm. maybe just i never um i never felt content you know and and, I, and i'm sure it was god because had i been content you know our salon was extremely successful mm-hmm. hard to give that up but i knew that this is what i was supposed to be doing and so i'd rather walk in the will that god has for my life as opposed to do something else and so i really think that that's what it is it was just that i think it was just an unsettling that had okay with the success that the salon if that was all I was supposed to do um I think that we would have just continued to run with it but I just realized that there was so much more to it and and I will tell you that I have the best job in the whole world what I do now is the most fulfilling thing there's no money in the world that can replace that feeling of doing what you're supposed to do yes that is priceless (laughs) you can't put a price tag on that so you cannot No. Well, I, you know, I'm a style coach. And so what I do has some similarities, very different though, from what you do. And 
It's interesting because, you know, as I've reflected on my own journey, you know, I feel like I've always been very purpose driven and very uh, driven by being of service and and being um, helping women to be their own best version of who they are. And that it's incredible. And, you know, when I first got into style coaching, I thought I had a passion for the clothes and fashion. But what I found I have a passion for is helping women see their own beauty. And so that is a powerful, powerful place to be. Now, let's talk about power and beauty. I know, I'm sure after, how long did you have the hair salon? Uh, I owned it for 10 years. 10 years. After seeing women come into your salon and have their hair done and have their massages and get their nails done and see themselves as beautiful, how does that transform? How does that help someone? You know, I never really realized um, the what it means, um, and especially dealing with women with cancer. We, as women, I feel that we uh, we are very we care about the way we look, mm-hmm. and it was amazing at what would happen in the salon. I'd have a woman come in, you know, hadn't treated herself to a haircut in six months. You know, it was all about her kids and her husband, and you know, she sat down in the chair. And what could take place in an hour and a half, a little bit of color and a haircut, like it just, it just brightened her up. And I feel the same thing. So part of the program that we do is surprise makeovers on women battling cancer. Uh And so then, you know, show up at a salon and they get a full makeover head to toe. And then we work with a clothier to get a new outfit. And it's, it's even more about the hair, more than the hair because we may give them a wig maybe they cut their hair but it's just that pampering talk about powerful and there's something it's like a light gets switched on inside of them and maybe it's a part of the unworthiness right maybe as women we just don't feel that we're worthy of feeling that way we're not worthy of being pampered we're not worthy of taking the time out for ourselves you know self-care is so important and so i feel when the women would come to the salon that was that little 45 minutes to an hour that they cared for themselves. When we, you know, part of the, the makeover process for us is it has to be a surprise. Because if I tell somebody, I'm going to take you for a pedicure or manicure, they would say, no, take my mom because my mom's taking me to every chemo treatment. Take sister because my sister, you know, has had to watch me go through this. They would totally deflect it to somebody else. And they, you know, some of these women have said to us, I didn't know I needed you guys. Like, I didn't know that I needed to feel way that I felt. I didn't know that I needed just someone to love on me. And it's so powerful, but I feel like what it is more than anything, it's empowering, right? Because you give these women their power back, that then they stand up a little straighter, their shoulders are a little bit further back and they walk like, I can do this, whatever it is, whether you've got cancer or not, it's this feeling that comes from the inside out. That's just absolutely incredible. And my job, it was my honor to watch it come alive. It's both in the salon and in the organization. It's been amazing. That is so amazing. Beauty and style are absolutely tools for transformation. (laughs) Amen to that. So we actually had the experience a couple of years ago. Um, We've done a couple of things in that vein. And I have seen firsthand, like it just women will do a 180. We had a a woman who came into the boutique, a friend had called and said, hey, I've got a, uh, my son has a friend who's going through, she's got stage four ovarian cancer. She's got a young child at home. She's in her thirties, beautiful woman. She's got a wedding to go to. Would you 
outfit her to go to this wedding? And we said, absolutely. And she came in and we popped some bubbly and we made it a special event. And just to see her like radiate, even just over a new outfit and going through that experience and then having her hair done and then having her nails done and then having her makeup done. It's like she can see that she's still whole and yes. still beautiful no matter what they're fighting. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's absolutely amazing. It's yeah. absolutely amazing. I um, years ago attended, I think it was, it was early in my hairdressing career. And, um, and this will speak to your, um, your style coaching that, um, so um, when Clayball was his name and he did this whole talk on how everything in your closet should make you feel like a million dollars. And if it doesn't make you feel like a million dollars, you need to get rid of it. And it was all speaking toward to us, the hairdresser that said, basically, you need to feel good about you look because you have to then go and make sure that you make someone else feel good about the way that they look. But if things in your closet that don't make you feel like a million dollars, you shouldn't have them in your closet then. And so I, when I do a lot of talking and speaking on, you know, networking to women business owners, and I, you know, I talk to them about their power outfit, right? There's one outfit that you just feel incredible in that, you know, everything look, it fits the way you want it to fit the color, you know, fit the color looks the way that you want it to look. And that that's the, that's the outfit that you should wear all the time or get more outfits that make you feel just like that, because it's incredible what happens when you look and feel that part, you know, it's just, it, you talk about power, that inner power just comes alive. Absolutely. Absolutely. I see all the time that it is such a game changer. Now let's talk about, you know, making the transition from you've got a full-time hair studio, well, hair studio extraordinaire with all these beautiful services. And then you want to get into having a mobile makeover truck. How did you do it? Well, you know, it was really tough. I said, you know, I said, 10 years in the profit world, you know, business world and, and 15 in the nonprofit business world. And sometimes I feel like having the, um, the profit business world was a lot easier. You know, um, if I felt like we were running a little low on money, I could just run a retail sale and I could everything, you know, Kim's in a bad mood, everything's 20% off. I could, you know, throw a few extra highlights in. I could, you know, add a haircut to the end of my day. I had some control over our income during that time, when you have a nonprofit, you don't have any control over that income at all. Uh -huh. It's all, you have to rely on the goodness of people's hearts to give to you in order to further your mission. And so I think that that's been the most difficult thing for me, but love, um, you know, it's, it's just the experience. Um, I love being able to have this mobile day spa because I can do makeovers anywhere. We've done them at a polo match. We've done them at a football game. We had a really cool experience. We um, had a woman that was diagnosed with breast cancer and um, we took the mobile base file, kidnapped her out of a local grocery store, did the before her. And then her reveal was a meet and greet with Garth Brooks. Um, Garth Notre Dame. Yeah, he was at Notre Dame and we worked with his PR people to make that extra special happen. And so there's just truly something that's incredible about having that mobile day spa. Nobody goes to the grocery store thinking you're going to have a makeover. Nobody goes 
polo match thinking you're going to have a makeover. But the fact that we're self-contained, it's incredible what we can do to give the, give the experience to these women an experience of a lifetime. Absolutely. Oh, I love it. I love it. Like undercover makeover. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's right. That's right. Now, you do you only serve local women for your makeovers? Or are you able to, to serve women outside of your, your area? So we are, so the mobile day spa is pretty much just local in our area. But I knew that, you know, in 2019, there were more than 800,000 women that were diagnosed with cancer. Mm-hmm. And include the women that were diagnosed the year before they continued to go through treatment. Mm-hmm. And so I knew that I needed to help as many of these women as I possibly could. It's a doctor's job to cure her cancer. It's my job to make sure she looks really good while she's going through it. Mm-hmm. And so what we developed was a salon affiliate program. Through this whole process, I realized that through beauty school, I was never taught how to help a woman battling cancer and how to take the precautions necessary to keep her safe while she was in the salon. Mm-hmm. So what I did was... Early in our years, we would invite a woman to come in and get a pedicure or a manicure, offer her this makeover, and she would say no, she would decline it. And she would say, no, my doctors told me that I couldn't have a pedicure and manicure. And so when I said to her, you know, why is that? They said there were too many different um, possibilities for an infection or a fungus or something along those lines, bacteria. So um, I ended up, all of the fears that they had, I counteracted that. So I have salons. We have 33 affiliates in 15 states. And each salons commit to doing one makeover a year on women battling cancer in their community. We go in and we provide the training, not how to do a pedicure and a manicure, but how to do a pedicure and a manicure on a woman battling cancer so that they know the precautions that need to be taken and they're able to take them. Now, unfortunately, that information will be used more than just once a month because at least in my days when I was in the salon, sometimes I found out that a client had cancer long before their family found out that she had cancer. Because she came to me, she was looking for that expertise. What am I going to do when my hair falls out? You know, how, how am I going to find a wig? How do I take care of the wig? All of those things. So the, the training that these salons get will help them going forward on many occasions. That's amazing. Now, if a salon would wants to partner with you and become affiliate, how would they do that? Is there a link on your website where they could go? Yes. If you go to our website, which is hellogorgeous.org, there isn't a link. It says affiliates and there it's an application process. Okay. So they fill out the application and then we ask that we give them everything that they need to perform 12 makeovers in a year. All the product that's used on the women during the makeover is given to her. Mm-hmm. Um, feel that it was right that she just looked really good for one day. I want to make sure she has everything she needs to reproduce the look. So we give the salon all the product that they need in order to do one makeover a month for a year. But they just the application, we read the application. If they qualify, we do an interview with them and then we provide them with all the training. And then we're even there for their first visit, kind of like a safety net, just so that, you know, any questions that they would have, we'll be able to answer for them. Sure, sure. Well, I'll be sure and drop that link in the show notes for, you know, I would love for, for you to pick up some more salons around the country and especially here in North Carolina. That'd be great. We do not have an affiliate in North Carolina. We do. Um, I'm trying to think. Salons by JC. Uh, Round Rock, I think, is one. Okay. And I have to find out what the other one. I'm not familiar with the other one is, but I think we've got a couple in North Carolina, so that's okay. great. Well, great. Well, hopefully. We'd like more. We'd like more. Yes, hopefully that will continue to grow. So what what do you think is the biggest reason? I know you mentioned that um, women going through cancer 
uh, if you were to ask them or tell them, hey, I want to give you a makeover, they would probably give it, offer it to someone else first. What do you think is the biggest reason for that? I think just as a rule, women are selfless. Mm. But I will do more for my kids, my child, than I would do for myself. Mm-hmm. And that when a woman, I think my personal opinion is when a woman is diagnosed with cancer, it's inconveniencing her family. Mm. She's the one that holds everything together. She's the one that makes the list. She may be the taxi driver. Maybe she's the breadwinner. Maybe she's the only one. And so that impedes on all of those things. She might not have the energy to drive. She might not have the energy to go to work. She might not have the energy to, to cook dinner. So I feel as women, we deal with guilt as far as when some of that comes. And they just, they just, women are just selfless. And so their whole thought process is, what can I do for my family? How can I make this easier? Not how can I get myself better? How can I make this easier for my family as we go through this together? Yes, yes. That is, that is a powerful, powerful thing. Now, is there a link also on your website where if someone wanted to make a donation to your organization, they could do that? Yes, you can make a one-time donation or you can actually go through and do um, uh, uh, monthly. There are different of monthly contributions that that's something that you wanted to do to be able to continue to help us further our mission okay well i will be sure and drop that in the show notes so what do you what has been your do you feel like once you started the mobile makeovers do you feel like that void has been filled that you're yes you know i think what for me what's filled the void is the look on these women's faces Mm -hmm. like absolutely incredible spending three hours with a woman battling cancer and the cancer and the transformation that takes place in that three hours you know you're you're hugging people they're telling you they love you you know you're telling them that you love them just the connection and that women will come back two and three years later and and they they remember that one day like it was a pivotal point in their cancer journey we had one woman that said i remember my birth date my diagnosis date and my hello gorgeous date I don't know that I ever realized the lasting effect of what we do um, on on these women battling cancer. Uh, I always thought it would be kind of one and done, you know, I'm sorry you were diagnosed with cancer. Let me paint your fingernails. It's so much more than that. It's so much more than just that day of beauty. It's the love and the care and the support. And the biggest thing for me is that, you know, once she gets her whole makeover done and we get her a new outfit, we plan a big reveal party for her afterwards. for all of her fam, fam, family and friends so that they can see her new look. You know, the one thing is, is that when a woman is diagnosed with cancer, people don't know what to say. So they say nothing and stay away. Mm-hmm. So many times where she's left alone. Mm-hmm. So part of what we do is bring all of these people back together. When they look at her and they see she just looks like normal, you know, Mary, that, that then they're not so afraid then of saying the wrong thing. So we're able to give her those connections and reconnect her with all those people that love her. And then I always say we right off in the sunset to help more women, but she's left with the support that she needs to continue that journey, whatever it looks like for her. Yes. And that is so powerful. So powerful. So mm-hmm. how do you think after she's had her makeover, how did, how, what have you seen? How has that helped her to continue to go through her treatments and to continue to battle breast cancer? How do you feel like that's made a difference? You know, we hear so often that when they get there prior to their makeover, what they say is that I didn't feel girly. Mm. You know, it feels everything that makes us feel like a woman. Mm. It 
our eyebrows, it steals our eyelashes, it steals your nose hair, so your nose runs all the time. If it's breast cancer, it can steal your breasts. Mm-hmm. And we do with Hello Gorgeous is we can replace some of that. I can get the wig, I can show you how to dry your eyebrows on, I can make it look like you've got eyelashes. I can give you all of those tools so that you have a little bit of normalcy that sets back in. And I think that's what they want more than anything. You know, I can show them how to counteract the effects of their steroids and their face doesn't look so full. Mm-hmm. And I that's so many of it. Many women are fearful to leave the house because they're people are going to look at them differently. They're going to judge them. They won't go to the soccer game. They won't participate in, you know, family dinner night, whatever that looks like. So if we can give them a little sense of normalcy, I think that's what helps these women. And that's what empowers them going forward. You know, there's a saying that just says, you don't know what you don't know. Many of these women have never, ever touched a wig. They don't know how to put it on. They don't know how to style it. They don't know how to care for it. Many never use a lot of makeup. And so I think it's really important if we show them just how to enhance your their normal everyday look to give them some color because of what the treatment can do to their color. It's amazing. My goal is to make sure that when a woman battling cancer looks in the mirror, she can smile at her reflection. I love it. That's the whole thing right there. If every day after you meet me, you smile when you look in your, at your reflection, I've done my job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can say hello, gorgeous to yourself. And you can say hello, gorgeous to yourself. That's right. Yes, absolutely. Kim, you're the author of two books. Tell me about your books. So um, I remember uh, I, I was never a, a big fan of English when I was in high school. And um, so writing was not my forte at all. And I remember um, we'd been doing Hello Gorgeous for maybe four or five years. And I woke my late husband up in the middle of the night and I said, Mike, we have to write a book. And it was like three o'clock in the morning. And I remember him looking at me going, do we have to do it right now? And I, no, we don't have to do it right now, but we need to write a book. I said, we've heard some amazing stories of these women battling cancer. I mean, men that left them because they couldn't handle it. And there was, you know, children under the age of three, as well as trying to go through their cancer journey. And I mean, some of these women are just incredible. They push through so many things. We had a mother and daughter that were diagnosed with cancer at the same time that their one the mom moved to Indianapolis so she and the daughter could have treatment together. Just incredible stories. And I said, if I die tomorrow, I'm the only one that gets to know those stories. Mm. Stories go with me because I'm the only one that get, gets to know these women. Mm. I said, we have to write a book to tell these stories. Right. We have to give the inspirational stories of these women. So we asked these women to write their story for us. Tell us about your cancer journey. How did you get diagnosed? What did it mean for you to have a makeover? We put pictures of their makeover. And then to me, the true inspiration is then we do a picture six months later or even later. So then they, they see, right? You see them bald and getting a manicure. And now you see them looking normal and their hair grows back at a child's soccer game, whatever that is. And I think that's it at the beginning. You can't see the end. So at least we can show some stories of the end. Then it, it gives them some hope. I can get through this. This is going to be okay. So that first book that we wrote it's called hello gorgeous a journey of faith love and hope yeah. second book was um it's called i promise to put my lipstick on when i get there the red carpet guide to staying gorgeous through your cancer treatment okay. and it's kind of a what to expect when you're expecting but for a cancer patient just so i said don't know what you don't know well my sister was diagnosed with cancer about eight years ago and um, i went to her treatments with her and i remember talking to myself calming myself it's going to be okay we can get her through this I've got all this knowledge, it'll be fine. And as I sat there, I looked around at all these other women that were sitting there thinking, well, if they had a sister that was a hairdresser, do they have the knowledge that I have? 
or do they even know where to go to get this information? And I, thought, I can't, I can't have that. I can't just keep all this knowledge in my head and only use it for my sister. Every woman's sister needs to be helped with this information. And so that's when I wrote the second book. Um, it talks all about how to shampoo your wig, scarf tying techniques, um, the BD in the back, because I know sometimes it can be difficult to read because of chemo brain. Don't, you don't comprehend things. And so there's a DVD in the back that, to, that do, does a full face makeup, um, shows you how to shampoo your wig, shows you the right way to put your wig on, gives you step-by-step for the scarf tying technique, show you how to take care of your nails, all those. And we talk about body types, you know, because what people don't understand, if you have a mastectomy, your body type, your body shape can change, you know, or a D and now you went down to a B with one woman that um, had a, had to have a mastectomy on one side and then had a reduction on the other side. And she was like a size two on her waist, but she had kind of a barrel belly to her, but notice the barrel belly because she was so well endowed. Well, all of a sudden you have one breast that's gone, the other one that's minimized. Now, all of a sudden that belly is very prominent all the time. So change and, and help her to dress differently for the new shape that she has. And so it even goes in there and, and talks about, you know, how to, how to say what shape you are and and how to counteract that shape so that you can be the best version of yourself going forward. Yes, yes, that is so needed. That is so needed. It is. Especially this month during you know, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, but really, I mean, every month is really Breast Cancer Awareness Month when you are dealing with it. So yes, I think what you do is such powerful work. Thank you. What do you think has been the most rewarding part of your journey? Um. You know, it's been, it's twofold. Um, it, it's, it's watching these women. As I said, the only way that I can say it is it seems like a light gets flipped on on the inside and watch them come alive to watch them come in with a, a you know, a bag that they're going to throw up in because they, you know, they're so nauseous and then you get done with their makeover and they look like they could walk the longest catwalk in New York city. It, it's amazing. But then the flip side of that is being able to train these salons and watch them enjoy what I've gotten to enjoy for years, watch that woman come alive and watch that team make that happen. And so I think that it's just that, right? It's, it's not, um, it's not giving them a fish. It's teaching them how to fish. I was just thinking that. that, Yeah. That is what has been so incredibly powerful to me. And the other thing is, is, is the, we've had the ability to pivot. So, you know, here it was, everything was clicking along. You know, we had the salon affiliate program that was going well, all of a sudden COVID hit. So all shut down. So we no longer had the ability to give the makeovers like we did. But what happened was we had some students from Notre Dame. um, We were working on a different project with them and they planted a seed and we ran with it. So we now do virtual makeovers. So now a woman can go to the website, sign up for herself. We send her a red box. I think it's valued at like $450 worth of product. And then we walk her through step-by-step how to use everything in that box. And we, how to do a full face makeup and counteract the effects of her treatment. We talk about how to shampoo and take care of your wig. We talk about, you know, nails because your nails can be affected too, but she can do it in the comfort and the privacy of her own home and safe. And so I'm really grateful for that ability, you know, to transform these women during a time where they don't feel that they need or deserve to be transformed and the ability to pivot, to continue to make sure that no matter what's happening, we can take care of these women battling cancer. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I just love your story. I love hearing about your journey. 
And you're just serving women in such a big, beautiful way, or such a big, gorgeous way, I should say. Yes. Is there anything else you'd like to share with us before we say goodbye? Um, no, just to really, uh, I, um, we have a free resources page. You know, I just want to make sure I, I find so many times that not only is it the woman battling cancer, but I find it's her family. They, they just feel helpless. And it's been great when we were doing the in-person makeovers because we can empower that family because we need their help, clothing sizes, gathering friends and family, that kind of thing. But even just to be able to let a loved one know, hey, there's a place where you can go that will help you with all of those questions that you have about beauty and cancer, you know, things that cancer will take away, Hello Gorgeous can teach you how to get that back. And again, we have a free resources page on our website with a bunch of resources on there for anybody that's battling cancer. There's more information about the program, about the virtual makeovers, all those things. So that's it. Great. Well, I will be sure to drop all your links in the show notes. I'll put the links for your books, your website, all the information that you shared today so that women can get in touch with you, find out more about you, buy your books, sign up to be an affiliate, donate, all the things. That'd be great. That we, we spread the love and keep on helping women look gorgeous, feel gorgeous all throughout their journey. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yes, Kim, thank you so much for being here with us today. This has been really powerful and it's been a pleasure to talk to you. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you for allowing me to share my story with your audience. Absolutely. Thanks for tuning in to Style by Mary Michelle, where women come to get dressed in seven minutes or less. If you enjoyed this podcast, I invite you to leave me a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you're listening. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Style by Mary Michelle and shop our boutique at shopstylefinder.com for the best in upscale casual apparel. Better yet, if you're in the Raleigh area, come see us. We're located in the North Hills Shopping Center, the premier shopping district in Midtown Raleigh. For details and links mentioned in this episode, be sure to see the show notes. Have a beautiful week.